the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former Dirt Sheet writer from Ringside News, the Sportster, the richest, and Sports Kita, ladies and gentlemen. I am Lee Walker. We here at Perched on the Top Rope would like to send our thoughts and condolences to the family of Adrian Street and Pee Wee Herman, who have both recently passed away. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a 10-bell salute in honor of both men before we begin today's show. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former Dirt Sheet writer from Ringside News, the Sportster, the Richest, and Sports Kita. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker, and what an exciting week of wrestling it's been from Impact Wrestling, AEW, and WWE. I'm going to break down this week in wrestling and... Give my predictions to WWE SummerSlam, which is this Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to Impact Wrestling, I have been a big advocate. Um, They have been doing great things, bigger crowds. If I have to pick a sleeper company, it's Impact Wrestling when it comes to professional wrestling. Or sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to stick to professional wrestling. I'm 38 years old. I came from the golden era of WWF. It's always going to be professional wrestling to me, even though Vince McMahon coined the term sports entertainment back in like 1985 or 1988, whatever it was. I was still a kid then, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Anyway, uh, very excited for Impact Wrestling and everything that they've been doing lately. What's even bigger is the fact that in October... They have a UK tour coming up, and yours truly, meaning me, got to be part of the Impact Press Pass with Gal Kim and Alex Shelley. Uh, Very exciting, so ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check that out, it's a video. You can go to YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope to check that out. Uh, The last time they went on tour in the UK was 2012. And before that, it was 2008. So for the UK fans and those UK fans that have kept us on their chartables, thank you for tuning in and make sure you go check that out. You know, speaking of checking things out, uh, my friend Sean over at Kayfabe Wrestling Collector has started his own action figure line known as the Kayfabe Heroes. Now, episode 141 and 142 of Perched on the Top Rope has to do with Sean from KWK discussing his new action figure line, 
those he's worked with to you know get the action figure line going and whatnot which is really really cool and exciting uh, you can also check out an interview with Mike Halleck. It was the very, very last interview Mike Halleck ever conducted. Sadly, he had passed away on the day that we were going to put the interview out. So after speaking with Sean and a few other people that are wrestling fans, we decided to post those interviews. You can go to Apple Podcast at Perched on the Top Rope. And you can also watch the Mike Halleck slash Mantar interview at Perched on the Top Rope on YouTube. Uh, it's enough shameless plugs, I think, for a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's bring it into you know AEW, that All Elite Wrestling, where we found out that uh, the Elite have re-signed with All Elite Wrestling. This is the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and Kenny Omega. Uh, I don't really know why anyone is honestly shocked about this there's no way i feel like ever that you will see these guys end up in wwe maybe at the end of their careers where they're like you know i wanted to say i've had a match in wwe even though you know like kenny omega has on velocity back in the day in like 2005 wow that was almost 20 years ago wow Huh. Guess I'll have to go back and watch that. Well, anyway, they re-signed with AEW. Congratulations. Uh, I will say this. I have been fortunate enough to, in 2015, interview the Young Bucks three times and interview Kenny Omega, which was really cool, uh, at Syracuse, New York. It was December 7th, actually, now that I think about it. I was writing for the Sportster at the time. And Kenny Omega, remember who I was, because I, I put him, I included him in an article, and uh, the Young Bucks actually took the photo for us together. It's actually my Facebook profile picture. It's pretty cool. But congratulations to them. And this came on the verge of AEW Dynamite 200. So you know, more hype towards the show for that, which was really good. The show itself was all right. Now, I only had two takeaways from AEW Dynamite 200, which I'm sure more, you know, other fans had way more than I did, but I only had two, and that was Rob Van Dam. Uh, Rob Van Dam came out to Pantera's Walk, his original ECW theme, which was really, really awesome. Now, if you're like me, RVD is a WWE Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He's older. He's obviously not going to be in the same shape that he was at 28 that he is now at nearly 50 years old. Just doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, he moved all right. Looked good. I it just, obviously his arms are smaller. His back is and chest are out, you know, almost like a scoliosis type thing. Yeah. And I know this because I have scoliosis, so, I remember him saying that he could never pass WWE's medical, something to do with his eyes. So, I'm, I'm fairly shocked that uh, this is going to happen with AEW. But then again, we're watching Sting at 62 years old doing things he's never done in his career. So, kudos to him. 
And I hope that him and Jack Perry next week on Dynamite put on a hell of a show for the FTW title, uh, which used to be Taz's title. It was an ECW thing. So it's pretty cool to see it like continue like this. But I would love to see RVD win. I'm fairly certain this is going to be a one-off. But this also makes me question RVD's legend contract. He just had some WWE action figures come out, part of WWE 2K23. So I'm fairly interested in knowing if he still has a Legends contract or not by appearing on AEW. I mean, that's a legit question. Now, there was a lot of hype about this from Fightful as it was announced uh, that morning, Wednesday morning, that uh, AEW would have former WWE champion RVD there. And it was highly speculated that the match would take part at all in, which, you know, would have been cool too. But, you know, if they're looking for a quick spike in the ratings, I think this is the way to do it. So regardless, I'm happy to see RVD back in the ring, uh, even if it is just a one off, though I would like him to win this match. And my second takeaway Happens to be the women's division in AEW. Now, last week there was a sign in the crowd that said, Book the women's division better. And this week, Tony Storm loses the AEW Women's Championship to uh, Sheeta. Uh, you know, she ended the 66 day reign of Tony Storm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, come all in out in London uh, for this. So, you know, those are my two biggest takeaways from AEW Dynamite, the 200th episode. It was really cool, too, that they went back to, like, the original setup of how AEW was for that night. I'm always in intrigued with special things like that. Those are always really cool. And at the end of the show, the AEW locker room emptied and came out and thanked Tony Khan, which... You know, it was a really cool thing. Uh, we didn't get to see that on Dynamite, but that was after the show. So those in the crowd got a really cool experience. And yeah, those were my uh, takeaways for AEW Dynamite. Um, I know it's not much, but you know, though that was it's just it's my opinion, guys. I'm sorry, I, I didn't get anything else out of it really except for that. But let's talk WWE, shall we? SummerSlam is this Saturday. Great card. We got a total of eight matches that are going to be happening. Now, one of the neat things that happened that was announced on Thursday, I believe, was that Slim Jim is partnering with WWE again. And uh, we are getting a Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. It'll be a 20-man Battle Royal over the top rope. Now, the Battle Royal was announced July 28th on SmackDown. Uh, it'll feature both Raw and SmackDown superstars. And Sheamus and LA Knight were actually the first participants named by Adam Pearce uh, for the show. Now... Other participants, uh, we'll find out. I'm guessing it's going to be a 
mid-lower card type talent in this. I'm, I'm hoping for maybe a surprise or two. You know, uh, someone who's injured comes back, wink, wink, sort of deal. Uh, anything of the sorts, or maybe like a random legend comes out of the woodwork type deal. You know, even it's Raw and SmackDown. But, you know, both brands have, you know, names that we haven't seen in a while. So, who knows? You know, I, I, I love Battle Royals. You know, just like, you know, my favorite thing is, is the Royal Rumble. Uh, it's my favorite pay-per-view. So... You know, to open up with a 20-man battle royal and the partner ship with Slim Jim again just makes it that much more exciting, especially if you're me who is a Macho Man Randy Savage fan when WWF was partnered with Slim Jim and, you know, Macho Man was in the red and the, the yellow gear and he'd be like, oh yeah, snap into a Slim Jim and you'd hear that loud <laughs> type deal, that snapping sound. It was super cool. Now, the next match is a... MMA Rules Match. It is Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. And the setup to this match happened at Money in the Bank when Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler lost the Women's Tag Team Championship after Baszler turned on Rousey. Now, Baszler and Ronda Rousey have history together. Ronda was uh, Shayna's coach for the Ultimate Fighter, uh, to which Shayna did not make it to the finals of the show. Uh, however, on the following episode of Raw, uh, Raza called out Baszler, uh, who said she was responsible for bringing uh, Rousey into the WWE, which is uh, fairly true. And while she had to work her way through the WWE system, you know, starting with NXT and, and so on and so forth, Ronda got to skip the process and had her debut match at WrestleMania 34. Uh, things like this, I, I I still feel like there's, you know, that old school style of wrestling where the, the, the boys in the back get upset by things like this. You know, and a prime example would be like, I guess like The Miz... From you know when he did the NXT you know game show style type, you know in in the shit that he took from JBL type deal, you know for basically just getting right up there to the main roster because of him being on MTV or whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, so Baszler then uh, brawled with her. Uh, then the following week they brawled again on July seventeenth. Baszler challenged Rowdy to come to the ring. However, uh, Rousey declined. And on the final Raw before uh, SummerSlam, it was announced that this would be a MMA match. Now, I'm going to be really curious if this is a... there's going to be an octagon or if it's going to be a squared circle. Like, how are they going to do this? They say it's an MMA rules match. Are they going to try and do what Wardlow and Jake Hager did? Because if that's the case, man, this this might not be that great of a match. It's always cool and in, in a great idea of a concept to mix MMA and pro wrestling, but it doesn't work if you're not going to make it real. Like they Basically, it's got to be a real fight. It's got to be actually MMA. I've watched several matches in the past where they've done stuff like this with Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock, and Owen Hart. Those had more 
professional wrestling them MMA feel to it. Nowadays they try and give it a more real MMA feel, but it just it doesn't work. It 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 hasn't worked and it's not going to work. So when it comes to this match, I am predicting that Shayna wins the match. With the rumors circulating that Ronda Rousey is going to leave and go back to the UFC now that Misha Tate has retired. Uh, there's a lack of, uh, I guess, women competition in uh, UFC again. And Ronda might feel that that's where she's more better off. I don't know if that's the right word for it. But if that's the case, kudos to her. I'm going with Shayna on this one. And I also just realized I never give a prediction for the SummerSlam Battle Royal. and I mean, based off the fact that they're already telling us the first two participants are going to be Sheamus and LA Knight. Yeah! I feel like LA Knight is so over, so I'm just going to say LA Knight for that. Uh, the next match is the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther taking on Drew McIntyre. So... This dates back past WrestleMania. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But I'm going to start at WrestleMania because on night two at 39, Gunther successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship in a triple threat match, which was uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. And uh, it was Drew McIntyre who got pinned. Uh, following this, McIntyre went on hiatus for the next three months. It was speculated that, you know, a contract dispute with WWE... Gunther had successfully defended his uh, money, you know, defended his championship at Money in the Bank, and McIntyre made a surprise return, brawled with Gunther, uh, making his intentions clear. He wants the title. McIntyre continued to feud with Emporium uh, over the following weeks, and on July seventeenth, Monday Night Raw, uh, McIntyre challenged Gunther to a match. Uh, that night, Gunther declined, but then said he would defend it at SummerSlam. And that was made official. Now, for those of you who pay attention to numbers and records like I do, Gunther is on his way to becoming the second longest reigning single run Intercontinental Champion of all time. It would put him ahead of Pedro Morales and leaving him with one person left with 454 days, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Honky Tonk Man, WWE Hall of Famer, class of 2019. So, I am expecting, honestly, Gunther to win this match. I I see him surpassing uh, the Honky Tonk Man. And, you know, his reign's going to continue for a little while longer, folks. I think it's just something we got to you know, deal with, I mean, I'm happy, I feel like, you know, he's done a good job as Intercontinental Champion, even though I hate the style of the belt, you know, it's, it's an ugly belt, I'm not gonna lie, I just think it's an ugly belt, this next match, 
to me, is probably going to be the show stealer. The next match is Logan Paul taking on Ricochet. Now, Logan Paul has taken on a lot of great opponents, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, so on and so forth. And I know a lot of you guys are saying, well, why Ricochet? Well, my favorite thing is the Royal Rumble at January. Uh, Both these men were participants during the match. They both had that high-flying spot where they both hit a springboard clotheslines on opposite sides of the ring from each other, colliding literally mid-air in the middle of the ring. Uh, problems have like you know happened here and there with the two guys. Uh, again, Money in the Bank ladder match, they both were part of it. And during the match, the two would go at it. Uh, Ricochet performed a springboard Spanish fly on Paul through two tables on the outside of the ring, taking them both out for the remainder of the match. Uh, Later backstage, Paul attacked Ricochet, costing him a title opportunity. Ricochet then invited Paul to meet him face-to-face on an episode of Monday Night Raw on July 10th. Uh, Logan Paul denied it. Uh, But then, you know... Paul again accepted Ricochet's invitation to meet him on the episode of Raw on July 24th, where Paul attacked Ricochet from behind and then accepted his challenge to a match at SummerSlam. This is going to be a good match. This is where I think you're going to be really, really surprised. If if you're not already aware, Logan Paul can wrestle. I don't care if you don't like him. Because he came from somewhere else. A lot of people in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment have come from elsewhere. Whether it's the NBA, NFL, MLB, MMA. I don't care where you came from. I don't care that he's a YouTube star. The man can work. End of story. That's all I'm looking for. The man can work. So, uh, I'm going to go with Logan Paul on this one. I don't see Ricochet losing and, you know, they're using Logan Paul. Really, he, he's great for the storytelling. He comes in, feuds with somebody big, loses his match, goes away, comes back type deal. This is one of those situations where even though he's a celebrity and we can sit here all day long and say celebrities don't need the wins, he also has a WWE contract. He is a sports entertainer slash professional wrestler. He needs this win. I don't care if you want to look at it from you know him getting in a title picture. I don't care if you look at it as his stock value in the company to the fans. However you want to view it as, the man needs a win. And I'm saying Logan Paul on this one. It's just, there's too much there for it not to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the next match is a tribal combat match for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion and recognition of tribal chief. Your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa, will be taking on Jay Uso. Now, this has been a fallout in the making for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll go back as far as night as champions while during the Bloodline Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa 
had a match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, which was against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This takes place because Jimmy and Jay losing at WrestleMania to Kevin and Sami had a rematch on SmackDown, I believe, and lost. And then Roman was like, no, Solo and I will take care of this at Night of Champions. I'm tired of this crap. So uh, Jimmy and Jay interfere and unintentionally hit Sokoa with a super kick after Reigns shoves both Usos around. Uh, and Jimmy is the one who attacks Reigns uh, with pent-up uh, anger uh, after weeks of the disrespect that Roman has given him and his brother. Uh, they leave the bloodline. Uh, this actually cost Roman and Solo the tag team championships at Night of Champions. Uh, Jay would leave the bloodline on June 16th on an episode of SmackDown. Siding with his brother Jimmy. This led to a bloodline civil war tag team match at Money in the Bank. Where the Usos defeated Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. When Jay pinned Roman Reigns. This was the first time Roman Reigns had been pinned since TLC. Tables, Ladders, and Chairs in December 2019. And you want to know who that was by, ladies and gentlemen? Baron Corbin. On the following episode of SmackDown, a trial for Reigns was held. Reigns had feigned to not want to be the tribal chief any longer and hit Jay with a low blow. Jimmy attacked Reigns until Sokoa tossed him away and both Sokoa and Reigns brutally attacked him, resulting in Jimmy being taken away to the hospital later that night. Jay viciously attacks Reigns and Sokoa with a steel chair before challenging Reigns. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The following weeks, Jay talked about his family relationship with one another before being interrupted by Sokoa and Reigns, uh, special counsel Paul Heyman, who said that Reigns would meet Jay the following week to discuss the rules of engagement. Uh, there it was agreed that Reigns would defend the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Jay in an anything-goes match, which they called Tribal Combat. So really, this is just anything-goes match. It's, it's going to be false count anywhere type deal. Though I doubt that's going to happen. You're going to see the pin in the ring. Weapons can be used. You're going to see interference. We're going to see a lot in this match. Um, so yeah. Now, if you even want to go back even further, uh, this would not be the first time that Jay and Roman Reigns have faced for a championship as... Uh, at Hell in a Cell in October 2020, they had a I Quit match where Reigns forced Jay to acknowledge him as the head of the table. If I got to predict this match, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a good match. But it's not going to be a hashtag and new. It's going to be a hashtag and still... WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Like Gunther, Roman Reigns is in line to pass some wrestlers 
he's got Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund, and Bruno Sammartino in his way for longest reign. So I don't think Roman is going to lose anytime soon. I'm picking Roman Reigns for this match. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the WWE Women's Championship, which is a triple threat match as your champion, Asuka, is taking on Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Now, this is the championship for SmackDown, as Rhea Ripley is not on the card with her women's championship from Raw. To me, that is rather disappointing because, you know, SummerSlam is one of the big four wrestling pay-per-views in WWE. You have SummerSlam, you have the Royal Rumble, you have WrestleMania, and it's supposed to be Survivor Series, which is, you know, that, that rounded out the top four. So to not be part of this card... Uh, for the women's, it is rather disappointing. And especially considering, you know, there's only two women's matches on the card. You know, you're telling me you couldn't squeeze a third one in there? It is what it is, whatever. Um, if this match is to have a title change, it's going to be Charlotte winning. And I want to say she pins Bianca Belair. That's the only way I see a title change happening here. I don't see Bianca winning the match. I feel like no matter what, she's going to be the one to take the pinfall. Uh, I want to say Asuka wins. I'm really digging Asuka with the new face paint and everything she's been rocking lately. Hasn't been too much of a change to the Asuka character itself, which I would like to see it become a little darker. But only time will tell if that happens. So I'm going to say Asuka retains but if there's going to be a and hashtag and new i'm going to say it's charlotte flair whether i like it or not now that brings us to the next match a world heavyweight championship match between seth freaking rollins and finn balor the leader of the judgment day and don't forget that uh his boy damian priest holds money in the bank briefcase I'm going to say Seth Rollins wins this match. They've done nothing but prove he's been the workhorse for WWE for quite some time. I don't think that's going to stop. I, I think they're going to continue to acknowledge his reign and acknowledge his work and his work ethic. And with that, he'll be rewarded to be able to say, and still WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seth freaking Rollins. If anything happens here, the Judgment Day will cost Finn Balor. You know, Damian Priest might come out and tease cashing in, which might throw off Finn and, and, and cost him the match. Regardless, I don't see Seth Rollins, you know, necessarily winning fairly, but it's going to be because of the Judgment Day. And that brings us to the last match, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to, I guess, the finish the story Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I'm over this. The seeing this all play out, it's not what anyone expected. I guess 
whether it be for Cody, whether it be for Brock Lesnar, uh, we all had different hopes and, and the different hopes really started at WrestleMania. I was there. So trust me, I got to hear the boos when Roman Reigns defeated Cody Rhodes because we all thought, you know, the story was going to start there. Well, finish the story, but start a new chapter or a new book. It just didn't pan out that way. And it still hasn't panned out that way. But man, when Cody Rhodes' music hits, everybody goes nuts. Same with Brock Lesnar. I mean, I am looking forward to seeing some German suplexes, some big F5s, especially because Cody can sell. And, you know, Brock sells pretty good too. I'm hoping this is a longer match. But time will tell. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, episode 143 of Perched on the Top Rope. If you want to find all our all our likings and social media and everything like that, you can find us, first off, the podcast. You can find us at Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it, we're there. Just got to search Perched on the Top Rope. And for all of you who have kept us on your chartables from the UK, Germany, Ireland, Great Britain, Canada, the United States, Indonesia, Australia. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening each and every single week. We appreciate it. And make sure you go back and listen to older episodes as well. You can find us at YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope or YouTube.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. We are on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Perch Top Rope. We are in threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast and Instagram at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also find us on Twitch playing WWE 2K23, AEW Fight Forever, and classic video games such as Super Nintendo's WWF Raw, Super Nintendo's WWF Royal Rumble, WWF Warzone on PlayStation, No Mercy on Nintendo 64, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also catch all the hot interviews that we do at YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope. There is tons of content, and you can find us at TikTok on Perched on the Top Rope, where if you don't like today in WWE history, did you know we have Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, the greatest things to happen in professional wrestling, using that song because it makes everything better but if none of that tickles your fancy you can go watch kevin sullivan that's right the taskmaster kevin sullivan on our tiktok get humped by a dog ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode of perched on the top rope remember spoiler freeze the way to be we're out <laughs>